Hello and welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us today. Jarrell, how are you? I'm doing okay today. Um, What's a a good thing that's happened to you today? Have there been good things that's happened to you today? I haven't, well, I haven't told you this yet. It's not a a good thing. An overtly good thing has not happened to me. I was going to say, are you dropping like major? No, 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 no. Because I don't think I signed up for that. Right, no, 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 no. Um, So a good, an overtly good thing has not happened to me. However, I made the conscious decision today to make a impulse buy. Um, and so I'm very much looking forward to like getting that and seeing like what that's going to be. It's, um, something I've wanted for a while. It's like a a virtual reality headset. Oh yeah. And do with that. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. So the, do you walk down the street with it on? No, 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 no. So it's like, I think to me, like calling it a gaming system is reductive, but um, like I've had experiences where I've done VR uh, things before of all kinds of varieties, like some educational and um, some mindfulness stuff. And I, there's, you know, I've thought about it for a while, like literally years. And I was like, oh, it's just so unnecessary. Um, And then in the spirit of like coming out of the pandemic and being like, I need to like not overthink these things as much if I have the means. Um, so yeah, I got, it's a VR system that you can, you wear in your house and like you can do meditation stuff, you can do fitness stuff. Um, and so I'm excited to get it. And so it didn't happen to me, I made happen. Um, so you put it on your head. Yeah. And like your like, like the screen is then like in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so like it's, on your head. Yeah, it's on your you get like a like a view kind of like a tech advanced like viewfinder kind of sits on your face. <laughs> and um yeah, it's like a whole the whole world is housed there and then you have controllers. Um and you get to experience all these other worlds and games and and things. So I would ask to try that, except that I feel like I'd put it on my head and immediately have a panic attack. So that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I've done it before. So, um, you know, I'm not that I'm not freaked out by it. Uh, For yeah. the listening audience, just so you know, I think sunglasses feel like right. very restrictive on my face. Right. So that's probably not going to be a thing that I would handle well. <laughs> Um, yeah you know anyway um my good thing you didn't ask but I'm gonna tell you I was gonna ask but I figured but I will just you know was for all of my fellow Peloton users take the rent ride that just came out last night people I've seen multiple people talk about this already life-changing like everyone I know who's taken it has cried Mm -hmm. um I had never taken the instructor before and usually I only do 30 minutes when I get on the bike, not 45. And I was still admittedly a little salty that they took the first front ride off because that was like my 45 minute ride PR. And I was really mad about it. But I was like, all right, fine. Like everyone says this is great. I talked to two people this morning and they were like, you have to take this ride. It's like, a, it's just an experience. Like you have to take this ride. Um, everyone cries. It's wonderful. So that was great. Yeah. But that was my good thing today. I guess that 
I guess I made that happen too, even though I didn't yeah. like make the ride. I opted to take it. Yeah. I intentionally pushed start on the bike. Mm-hmm. So speaking of athletics, this was a nice segue that I did not intend to be a segue, mm-hmm. but that was cool how that worked out. Yes. We are going to talk about I what I feel like is the like hot mental health topic, which like, <laughs> sounds just, oh, like we're not trendy people. That was gross. Anyway, <laughs> Naomi Osaka and her decision to pull out of the French Open. Mm-hmm. A lot of conversation around that, understandably so. For anyone who doesn't know who Naomi Osaka is, she is an amazing, which sounds like not even a strong enough word, tennis Mm -hmm. player. (laughs) Uh, She's legendary. You know, she's Mm -hmm. obviously still very young in her career and is going to be playing, hopefully, fingers crossed, for a very long time. And But it's pretty obvious to say that if all goes well for her and she's able to continue her career like she's going to be in the same conversation as like a Serena Williams is a Billie Jean King like she's amazing she's beaten um, Serena so yes right awesome. which, so there's there's the level that we're talking which, like, about made me a little sad because like I love right. Serena and I think the first match like she beat her on would have been like some record setting thing for Serena and I was very yeah. much like Can you just like wait a year right right, right. yeah <laughs> like but she's amazing um yeah. She's been also a very outspoken uh, activist. She mm-hmm. last year, which I am completely blanking on the meat because what is time, uh, chose to wear a different name of a black person who was killed by police on her mask each day. That's right. And so she got a lot of, I was going to say good press, but let's be real, a lot of press mm-hmm. about that. But I personally think that that was just an amazing decision. And she has done things like that kind of strategically throughout her career as well and made it more than the game. She's yeah. one of the athletes that I really admire because it's kind of always been that way for her. Um, she's not someone who just, you know, shuts up and dribbles, so to speak. Mm. So I really admire her for that. That's my Naomi Osaka appreciation speech. Mm -hmm. But what happened recently is, and I'm fuzzy on the days because again, COVID has left me with the inability to keep track of time. But last week, as a week ago, approximately as we were recording this, she posted on social media. And I assume that there was conversation with the powers that be aside from this as well that she was going to not be available for media access during the French Open because she felt like the environment was damaging to her health and well-being, to summarize it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go view it on, the note on her Instagram page if you want the details, but that was essentially the gist of it. Understandably, not understandably, but like you could imagine this was coming, people lost their minds. Mm-hmm. And gave a lot of feedback just based on the context of that note some of which without additional information kind of felt valid of like hey Mm -hmm. what do you mean you're opting out entirely like i hear you but you can't just never do a media appearance and that was most likely not her intention but that's kind of how the note read and so that was a little bit of some feedback but then there was also really atrocious feedback of things i won't repeat here on this podcast right Fast forward a couple of days later, she writes another note that basically. But wait. What, oh, there's more. I'm yeah, you're missing. What am I missing? You're, it's a. It's just a basic point, a factual point, and that. So after that, she it was determined that she would be fined fifteen thousand. Oh right, you're right. I missed by, that. Yeah, yeah, by That's the fair. tournament. So right. then the second notice came. Right, the fine right. was going to happen, and then the second note came up. Right, and that yeah. said, it provided more context. Again, if you want to read it, it's on her social media pages. Um, 
and she was withdrawing from the tournament saying like, listen, this is really brought to light that like, I'm not doing great and I need to take care of me. I'm not in the best place to play tennis right now. Hopefully when I am, we can figure out a way that this works basically. Right. Taking a break. So after that, I think the message was clarified and some of the, I don't know what's happening here comments turned a lot more positive and there was a lot of applause for her for owning a mental health struggle as being a reason why she needs to pull out of the tournament. Mm -hmm. Usually athletes in all types of sports, if they're pulling out of things only do so because of physical injuries. Mm -hmm. There has been a handful of athletes recently that have been very open about their mental health struggles. Alexi Pappas, who is a runner comes to mind. Mm But for the most part, it's not a thing people talk about. So she's a trailblazer in that regard as well. Yeah. It has also then led to more conversation about the conversation around mental health, how this relates to social justice. As for those who don't know, Naomi Osaka is a Black and Asian woman. So how does that play into it? Um, All kinds of stuff. Yeah. So this is my long winded way of saying we want to break some of it down because and we'll get to this in a little bit, but a lot of this conversation is not actually being held or facilitated by mental health professionals. And we are mental health professionals. So we figured we throw our two cents in. Yeah. Did I forget anything, Jarrell? No, I think you hit all the points. Yeah. So to start off, we can rewind to the original note where I mentioned briefly that like some of the criticism based just on that was valid, not in the way a lot of it was presented where people were like cursing at her essentially over it, but there was a fair question to say, well, like, well, but how much of this is a responsibility and part of your job? Right. And can you really just opt out? There wasn't a lot of background information other than like, hey, this makes me uncomfortable, which is fair. Mm-hmm. But then it seemed like the solution was like, I'm never doing this again. And so there was a reasonable question when asked appropriately and respectfully, like, is this okay? And I think that brings up a larger conversation because there are always, for right or wrong, parts of our jobs or life that we don't love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not something that really brings out our best selves. We don't feel great doing it. It's super draining if we're not doing well. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, especially people who don't work for themselves, they can't opt out. Right. And you kind of have to suck it up for lack of a better word and figure out how to manage getting through it because for whatever reason, you're not able to opt out, whether mm-hmm. that's because you're going to lose your job, because you'll take a pay cut, whatever. Um, Naomi Osaka was the highest paid female athlete in 2020, 2019, mm-hmm. 2020. 2020. Right. So she kind of has that privilege to opt out. Yeah. Right. If you were financially independent and your boss was like, hey, I know you wanted to take the day off, but you can't. My mm-hmm. guess is your response would be like, all right, don't pay me. Bye. Mm-hmm. She has that right. Everyone has that right. If you have the ability to not suffer employment consequences, let's say, she gets stopped out. Yeah. And I think people really kind of get insulted at her for the wrong reason. Like, right. all right, she doesn't want to do it. Right. You can argue that that's not cool because that is part of the job, but she had that right. Like she earned that right. She earned the ability to have the freedom. 
Um, I don't remember who in my life came up with this term. So if you're listening, I apologize. It's one of two people. Uh, it's FU money. Oh, yeah. Do you, well, I'll ask you later if you remember who said that first. Um, no, but, but I know what FU money is. Yeah. No, but you, somebody in our yeah. life like introduced me to the term. But anyway, yeah. um, it basically means like I don't have to do anything I don't want to do because I can support myself without your paycheck, essentially. Mm -hmm. And she gets to say that she earned that right. And so I think villainizing her for that is wrong because you can have the opinion that she shouldn't but like she kind of just did what most of us would do if we had the ability to do so and I'm also going to kind of put a pin in that because that speaks to a larger conversation but I felt like villainizing her for making that choice even if especially if she's recognizing that like yeah this isn't great and I know it's part of my job but I just can't and I don't have to so cool Mm -hmm. like the feedback around that of making her into a demon for that felt very wrong to me yeah. So that's point one. Once that there was more clarification, I feel like that point wasn't really relevant anymore because like she really got into more detail and was like, listen, this is not just like, I don't like some of the things the media said to me in different situations. This is like a deeper issue on my end. People still were really salty with her. And I think that brings up like the bigger point of if she was ill with the flu or had food poisoning or had a concussion, no one would question it. And yet she stated it was for her mental health and people were all up in arms. So I make that point just to say one, that's wrong. And two, there's a lot of talk about how the mental health stigma isn't as great anymore because more people are talking about therapy and it's seen in television and movies. But I feel like this was a test of that and the world basically failed. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that premise that like that's kind of evidence that we actually really haven't come that far? I think the to think of the the larger populace, yeah. I think we failed collectively. I think that I've seen I've read and seen opinions from more people who were more aligned with her needing care than I did in previous situations. Yeah. So like, yes, but no. Yeah. And I will also put the disclaimer that I think sometimes haters just going to hate Like you're always going to get some of it, but I just feel like it was still disproportionately strong compared to if she like broke her foot. Yeah. I mean, uh, at the gate, like my, my opinion is just like, like a lot of people are miserable. Yeah. And they're projecting that misery onto other people. Right. Um, Because like, it's like to, and this is the thing I never really understood about and I think you put it well earlier about how we deal with privilege is that um, there, there are certain situations in which like if everyone had these, whatever these privileges are, like you would opt to do the same thing. If you had the resources, if you had the option to say like, I'm not coming into work today or I'm not doing this part of my work 
um, dock my pay for whatever percentage or whatever, people would do that mm-hmm. readily all the time. And I think there's just this thing, and I think this is also largely just a feature of the internet in which people are just miserable and hateful um, and, you know, want to hate on people. And as a result, they project all these horrible, horrible things onto people. And I was even going to disagree with your point that, oh, if she, you know, if she had a concussion or, you know, had broken a bone, would people react differently? Um, Yes, but also... I have also seen people make comments like, right. oh, well, like his, his concussion isn't that bad. Like he should still be playing or like he just needs a right. day. <laughs> like why don't he needs to get over it. I'm like, y'all are just on another level. Right. Um, and so there's a big part of, I think, the conversation that's just that of people just really being unhappy and throwing out like all this mud and hatefulness Uh, because they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because you essentially have to like have your bone like sticking out of your leg for someone to be like, oh man, I guess you shouldn't play. Um, It really is just an attack on just athletes in general for being human. Um, Right. For people who don't know us, Joel and I are big Yankees fans, even -hmm. even today, (laughs) if you happen to follow baseball, even today. But two of the players recently, like within the last couple of weeks at one point missed at least one game because they were having children, like literally their wives were giving birth and mm-hmm. the comments on social media were right. special. Like, right. Are you kidding? Right. <laughs> no, you can't even make the argument. Like it's a regular season game. Like you can't even make the right. argument. Oh my God, it's game three of the world series. What are you doing? No, it's like a game in May. Right. It's like, come on. It's, these are human beings. And I think you made the good point with going back to the idea with, of privilege. It sucks that everyone does not have FU money. Like that right. sucks. It should be that way. Or mm-hmm. there should be safety nets in place that if your primary source of income falls apart for whatever reason, you don't lose like basic life necessities. A hundred percent. I think is where a lot of that anger comes from yeah. is yeah, you're right. Like that sucks. Like you too should be able to walk away from a major project at work, which is kind of the equivalent of what Naomi did mm-hmm. and be fine. If you're not doing well, you should be able to miss a, as much time as you need. If you're having a child without penalty. Right. I heard on a podcast that someone was talking about when she had her child her husband technically had paternity leave, mm-hmm. but there was so much pressure for him to go back to work as soon as possible. He like cut it short because the anxiety was just crazy. Getting mm-hmm. emails every five seconds, like, well, blah, blah, blah. what about this? What about this? Are you coming back? Are you sure? And so yeah. like all of that is crap and it does yeah. suck that everyone can't do that. Yeah. However, <laughs> the answer to that, like channel that rage and don't throw it at Naomi Osaka. Right. Most she's really good with the tennis racket and she'll smack her right back to you. Right. That was a fun joke. Um, I didn't think I could make a tennis joke and yet I did. Channel that rage into the world we live in that not everyone has at least some level of that. Yeah. That's actually the problem, right? right. Like you're not mad because you think Naomi Osaka did a terrible thing because like we said, chances are if you were in her position, you would also do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in that particular moment. Right. But if you had the option to do something like that, 
you probably would take it at least once in your life. Yep. So channel that rage into the system we live in that it doesn't afford people the ability to take care of themselves. Only right. highest paid female athlete, for example, can right. do that. Right. Without putting yourself in a position of great risk. Right. Exactly. Right. So it really is a greater conversation of privilege that I think is related to everyone's rage. And also don't be mean to people. Just, just don't be mean to people. If right. you can choose to not be mean, make that choice more often than not. You know, I understand that they're mm -hmm. celebrities and they may not read like every single Twitter comment, but your friend might, or mm -hmm. your family member might, or someone who works for said celebrity might, and they're all human beings too. And you never know who's in a similar situation, right? Like you don't know if your cousin, as they're reading a comment for you berating Naomi Osaka for taking care of her mental health, you don't know if they're struggling with the same thing and now mm -hmm. realizing, oh man, there's one less support system I thought than I thought I had. Yep. So just don't be mean as a general rule, but also note that if you are feeling anger, and I want to distinguish that between anger and disagreement because you mm -hmm. can disagree with what she did. That's right. fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. Like I said, I thought in the previous installment of this saga, there was some valid nice points that were made to mm -hmm. kind of offset the rage. But so you can disagree, but if you're feeling anger, that can't be about Naomi Osaka missing a tennis tournament. Right. Because what's it to you? Right. It is a greater conversation that needs to be had. And we need to talk about the actual societal systemic issues that are at play that make people feel super angry. Right. That was point one, right? One. Anyway, the next point, it has nicely started a larger conversation about mental health. Again, continued a conversation about mental health. I think mm -hmm. in addition to the people who are rageful, there are people who have applauded her decision to say, hey, I can't do this. And it's because I'm struggling with my mental health. I need to take care of me. That is an amazing example for all kinds of groups of people. Yeah. But I'm going to pull an asterisk. Not that it's a bad thing. It's a great thing. But we're not going far enough with this conversation. Because what's happening is that people are just saying, wow, this is amazing. And then they're stopping there. Yes, that is great that she has done that and is willing to put herself out there. And while there are definitely pressures and struggles that come with being a public figure that most of us will never really have to deal with. As we said, this is a position of privilege. She's able to do it. There's an ability she has that we don't have. And so the conversation needs to extend to people who are not just Naomi Osaka and it's not happening as much. So if you think what she did was amazing, maybe the next step is to take a look at what your environment's like and are you practicing what you preach in the sense of that if you think what she did was great, do you extend the same applause to people in your life who attempt to do things like that? Or are you giving the friend who cancels plans a hard time because they're tired? Tired is often key for struggling. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like used as a cope. Sometimes you're just tired. But I think a lot of us sometimes don't know how to say like, I'm not in a good place or I'm really anxious or I'm depressed mm -hmm. or I'm really burnt out. And so we say tired. Mm -hmm. So are you giving that friend a hard time? Are you 
trying to throw toxic positivity at somebody who's coming to you trying to say they're having a hard time? Are you dismissing people when you're like, oh, how are you? And they're just like, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not great. Do you ask more? Do you try to support them? Do you remember if people in your life are having a hard time? Do you ask, no, how are you really? Are you in a work environment in which, whether it's, it's that you're an employee or a, in a manager role that kind of shames people away from taking sick days? Yep. Do you take all your sick days to set an example to then allow people who need them to take them? I could go on forever, but these are all ways that if you think what she did was amazing, how are you extending the conversation so the benefits really do reach the larger population? Right. And I, I think that it requires a really um, accurate look at ourselves in a mirror. And for us to say, like, in what ways am I complicit in this system, but that I'm also angry about? Um, because if you are at work and you are a manager um, and or in a leadership position and an employee comes to you and saying, you know, oh, this latest um, black killing or this attack on Asian people or another women, another woman runner has been murdered and they're having a hard time and they need to get off work early. Are you forcing them to stay later the next day or are you actually helping them and passing the work on to someone else over sobering it yourself? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you actually doing? And, you know, as and Rachel, as you were just saying, but also in your personal lives too, if someone's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm feeling really tired. I can't make it to this thing. Are you guilt tripping them? Or are you trying to invest in and see what's really going on with them? Right. Are you creating space for people to say, yeah, I like to talk, but I don't think I could sit face to face um, anymore today because I'm like, I'm just burnt out. Can we just talk on the phone? Are you giving them a hard time? We're all complicit in this to some degree and we really have to take a step back and like really pay attention to what we're doing and how we're impacting the people around us. Right. We can't as individuals like snap our fingers and change the broken system in which we live, but we can not make it worse for the people who we interact with regularly. Right. I, you said something that made me think of people who are like, hey, you want to grab dinner? Or like, hey, you want to chat or whatever, just some invite to interact mm -hmm. and to be present. I think a lot of people often ask that question without no being an option. Yep. <laughs> and so maybe no is an option, right? Mm -hmm. If you're like, hey, like I have a really cool story to tell you. Like, can I talk to you about this? Let someone say, you know what? No, mm -hmm. but tomorrow or like not right now, later mm -hmm. or like Friday's better um, without needing to have a tangible reason like no, I physically can't let people take care of themselves the way they want to. And, you know, we've talked about this in previous podcast episodes. There's obviously ways to negotiate if there's an urgency or importance to it, but more often than not, that's not the case. Yeah. So let people take care of themselves in a way that they need to, and be mindful of that. Another piece to it is, are you sharing your story? Not necessarily on Twitter to millions of people. Mm-hmm. But are you open to your people about when you're having a hard time? If someone asks you, how are you? Do you answer honestly? 
and not necessarily with like acquaintances on the street who you're just trying to get out of the conversation with as soon as possible and don't really right. want to share your personal details with. But if you're sitting with a good friend or a family member and they go, how are you? Tell them, <laughs> right? Like we, ha- if you're in therapy, tell people, share it, speak it out loud. If you're on medication for a mental health condition, be open about it. I was just going to say, tell your therapist also. <laughs> I was like, we, yeah, I was like, we, we, I, you know, see this a lot and, you know, you'll start off a set or I'll start off a session with someone as the therapist. And I'm like, how are things? Blah, blah, blah. Like everything's cool. 10 minutes later, you know, it's like Stop everyone it. hates me and the world sucks. I'm like, so everything's not fine. But right. Not cool. So you're not <laughs> right. okay. Right. So you want to read, rethink that good. Yeah. Yeah. Be open about it because it's one thing to see Naomi Osaka do it and think, man, that's cool. But a lot of people don't relate that much on a personal level to Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. at least like in, as far as being in the same life space. Cause like, we're not, you right. know, you're a person and I'm a person and that's cool. But also Naomi Osaka and I do not live in the same world. Right. <laughs> it's just not, it's not a thing. But your people and you do for the most part. And so normalize her message being applicable to your day-to-day life. Right. Share your struggle. Be open about what you do to maintain your mental health. Um, Even just knowing that it's okay to talk about when you're not okay. That does wonders. Because a lot of times people are like, man, I'm the only one who's not cool. Everyone else seems really happy on social media and in person. And and I'm the only one. What's wrong with me that I like can't manage my life? Well, actually though, maybe no one's okay, but just people aren't talking about it. So take the message and take the thing you admire her for and apply it to your real life, apply it to your circle, because otherwise it really wastes an opportunity to remove the stigma that we all saw actually still really exist. Otherwise we're not doing anything with it. It's like someone gave you a gift and like you just looked at it and then put it down and left. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not cool. Don't waste Naomi Osaka's gift. Use Mm -hmm. it, especially if you admire her for what she did and you should, because it was very brave. Yeah. On that note, we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Viva Wellness NYC to continue the conversation, to make more tennis jokes, you know, to say good things about Naomi Osaka, to share your story. Either way, you can follow us and whatever good things you do to podcasts, please do those on, is it still iTunes? No, it's Apple Podcasts now. I'm living. Whatever. One of the things, rate, review, subscribe, right? That's mm-hmm. the, those are all the good things people do to podcast. Excellent. Thank you for joining us and we hope to catch you next time. Bye.